Hey guys, this is Tony. Just need to leave you a little message at the top of this episode. Andy and I go into this weird, very incorrect talk about how there are no popular sci-fi movies. As though there isn't, like, at least one or two a year. And also as though cheap sci-fi movies aren't made by the hundreds every year. I don't know exactly where our minds were at this point, except I know Andy was cold in a car and we were both up very late, so you'll need to forgive us a little bit. Let it be known that we do know that stuff like E.T. exists, and Avatar... (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, I'll I'll, I'll let you get to the shout-out. Welcome to Direct-to-Video DVD Extras, a podcast between podcasts where we talk about whatever we want. Now, where's the button on this thing? Do you know what's the fundamental difference between you and I, Andy? Don't get me wrong, Yu-Gi-Oh! was fine. No, I was gonna say I'm I'm still super into Yu-Gi-Oh!, that's the difference. <laughs> I I I did I I never put away my childish things. Well, as th- I grew older, as I grew older, I found out that Yu-Gi-Oh was actually not supposed to be um, marketed towards seven-year-olds. And I found this out when I was in high school. I found out it was actually a show for high schoolers. Hey. So I went and I watched. I went and I watched the Japanese version, which was for high schoolers, and I thought that's great. And so, in a weird way, it aged with me. <laughs> But that's the thing, though, is I, I know a lot of people who they like the things they like, and that's kind of a constant for them. When, when Once they like something, they like it forever. Mm-hmm. And I'm super jealous of that. My sister likes Batman so much that she liked Batman v Superman. I am, I am so jealous of people who can do that because, like, mm-hmm. like, my opinions change wildly all the time. I can enjoy one thing and then, like, in a month hate it i don't think i've ever been that drastic but i am definitely way more fickle than those people yeah and and there's i think it's definitely like it's one of those things like it's a scale there's like a scale Mm -hmm. there's like the people who like things forever and then there's people like me whose opinions change too quickly it's a Mm -hmm. a spectrum of opinion i'm trying to think of an example no it's fine it's um it's we're sitting here and i'm wondering how to because genuinely i feel like we just talked about some some real stuff about how we view ourselves and <laughs> how what what you are literally what you are doing right now shapes how you view yourself right now yeah i forget who it was that said this uh but like it's like you you are the actions you take just do what I did, and if you can't exactly remember who who it was, say Oscar Wilde. I'm going to go with Albert Einstein. Okay. Because Albert, Albert Einstein is great, because Albert Einstein is quoted as quoting a lot of people. Ha <laughs> ha! Clever Einstein. See? He's so smart. Hey, this is a non-sequitur, but seven <laughs> new... Seven new Earth-like planets, huh? Oh, fuck, man. Like, what a cool... How fucking rad is that? I... Like, we... I I still love how, like... Like, like people really don't understand. Like, we find... We find new planets every day. Every day. Every mm-hmm. day. We find... Every second. Every hour. We find new planets. 
But to find to find new planets so close that can support life is fucking like statistically impossible. This is a statistical impossibility. Like Do you like, know what I read? I wonder I wonder I wonder if you've seen this. Um somebody was talking about you know, if we're if we're just speculating what life could be like on these planets, they're close enough together that you could look up from one planet and during certain rotations see the other planet. Fuck. And so life could life could um evolve knowing that there is other life on this other planet and they can communicate by building certain things. It, you know, or by making a bright enough light. And that is so amazing and beautiful to me. There's, I forget what movie this was, but it had Kristen Dunst in it. Okay. And it was a movie about how, like, like there were these two Earths, one right above the mm-hmm. other. And there was, like, one building that connected them. And, like, you could walk all the way to the top of the building and look up. And on the other side of the room, another person from that other Earth would look down and you could, like, talk and hang out. I'm pretty sure it's not how gravity works, but cool. It's not. It was. It was like a. It was a romance movie with like magic and stuff in it. But just the concept right. of just like, just the concept of just like I'm sitting on this planet and I have to and I get to look up and know that there is like life that I can just touch, right there. Mm-hmm. That is. That's a very I think reassuring way of of evolving and growing psychologically. Yeah. You As know a what species, that really I mean. is. Oh, that sounds that sounds just dandy. There's probably like there's a lot of like I know that this is something that like my roommate would say, but he he'd probably say something like, "Oh, but the chances are that they would probably go to war." Like, "Hey, fuck you. Fuck off." Like, I don't want to hear that yeah. shit. Like, come on, dude. I I I would want to believe that living so close to another planet with life would make you want to take care of just everything. Mhm. Here's the other thing. It's it takes a really long time for or it took a long time for us to do it. it. Takes a long time to get to interplanetary travel. Yeah. You know, even if they're that close, it's going to take a while to build the right rockets, right? Yeah. War, and then there's war would take so much more effort than peace. Oh yeah. The problem the problem with war is bringing out here is people start fighting and then it turns into a war. Or somebody wants something that somebody else has, and it turns into a war. And you can't have yeah. either of those things happen when you're a planet away, even if you're yeah. really close. You can't say, I want your stuff. Because how are you going to get that stuff? It's it's not your stuff. It's their stuff. It's, you're not I, getting that. I so want <sighs> to watch Arrival. I still don't know what it's about, and I'm so excited to watch it. Watch what now? Arrival. Arrival. Okay. Yeah. All right. By the way, Arrival has Amy Adams in it, and if you want to watch Amy Adams actually act, go watch Arrival because she is wasted in Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. She is such a fantastic actress. Hey, speaking of actors and actresses, let me take a moment. Um, we, I always say I don't know who any actors are. Yes. So, because of that, I almost never, like, check up our movies on IMDb when we watch them. Mm-hmm. However, 
sometimes I'll go to IMDb when I'm writing, um, when I'm writing the descriptions. Yeah. To check on name spellings and stuff. I think you're about to bring up the thing that you tweeted at me that I didn't get to respond to because I was in class. Yeah, um, I am. Mark Hamill was the evil wolf in Balto 2 Wolf Quest. And it blew my motherfucking mind. Yeah, like, first of all, not even a hint. Not even, no. a, not even a sniff of Mark Hamill in that performance. I... It came out of left field completely. But but also, too, that, that kind of tells me a lot, because that was one of the best performances in the movie. Like, we had a moment, I think, when talking about Wolf Quest, where we were genuinely shocked at how good that wolf's arc yes. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had this one moment, um, the, the it's your time to lead moment. Yeah. Ugh. Yes. Also... The love interest in Brother Bear 2, Mandy Moore. Really? Yeah. Huh, that's an interesting... Mandy Moore. Mandy Moore. Maybe think that we should look these up more often, because that's some serious material we could have used. Definitely. I mean, I usually... things. I usually skim through, uh... I usually skim through the cast to see if I recognize any names. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I spend most. I usually skim through the cast looking for either Alan Tudyk or Jim Cummings. Like, let me be. Like, I'm gonna be real with you guys. They're usually there. So, well, well, Jim Cummings is usually there. Alan Tudyk is a more recent thing. Yeah, but we Brother Bear too. That's that's a recent movie. He could have been in there. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I would rather he not though. I I think yeah, 2005 but, isn't that. Wasn't again, he Mandy busy Moore with Firefly? Uh, was he still on Firefly in 2005? I don't know. Well, I well, I mean, he either was... Like, it was only one season. I'm sure it didn't take that much. It was. It was. I think it might have been 2004, but I honestly could not swear. Also, they were doing the movie. So, oh, yeah, that's right. However long the movie took. Can I... I want to briefly touch upon how crazy the Serenity movie is. Like, just in fact that it... Just by the fact that it exists. Yeah, I've kind of learned that, um... Movies like that don't happen a lot. There was a Veronica Mars movie, but Veronica Mars had like five seasons. But and not only that, but that Veronica Mars movie like happened decade after the show, and mm-hmm. and it kind of and it was kind of like it was like a legit like like this is a project that we want to do to help us remember this thing, which is sweet mm-hmm. for a five season show. Yeah, absolutely. And that still does not touch the fact that like this show that didn't even get its full season aired. Mm-hmm. Got a got a blockbuster movie. A blockbuster science fiction movie is already impossible. Yeah, you basically have Star Wars and the Star Trek movies, and then like now there's Guardians, and that's it. Yeah, and like you have your occasional like Will Smith movies, because Will Smith can be in anything, and and people fucking. That's like true. It. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just that the last science fiction movie he was in was terrible. After Which Earth... I think was not his fault, or you know, was only partially his fault because it wasn't a Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah, it's 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 uh it's Shyamalan, by the way. Okay. Yeah, I'll I, make I... sure to pronounce it in a different and correct way every time we talk about him. No, please don't, because I. It's one of those things that like, 
when I find out how to say a person's name, I'm always hesitant to say it wrong because I don't want to feel, I don't want to be like the guy who, who chooses not to know how to pronounce people's names because they're foreign. All right, fine. Shamalin? Shyamalin. Shyamalin. Holy crap. How did that guy get a, how did that guy get a job in Hollywood? I don't know. And we I got asked people like, genuinely. Is, is Shyamalin really harder or easier than Scorsese? I guess it's really not. Or fucking, maybe directors or can have whatever name they want. You always hear about actors and actresses changing their names, though. Yeah, that's true. I'm trying to think. Cause I, I remember reading about an actor. Oh, uh, David Tennant. Okay. Like, his real name's like David McDonald or something like that. Oh, is it? Yeah, and... Yes. Um, and there was already so when you apparently when you like sign up to be an actor in the actors guild they don't let you have the same name twice cuz it makes like marketing and agencying a bitch so they made him choose oh. a new name i see interesting i never knew that well i never i knew that it was there are lots of people named tom yeah and there are lots of people with the last name cruz i knew that it was career suicide to become an actor named Tom Cruise. <laughs> I didn't realize there was a reason besides just general not being an idiot about it. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't know if I don't know if that's true for the American Screen Actors Guild, but it I, it is definitely true for the British Screen Actors Guild. So, I want to I want to bring up something that a decision that I made kind of uh 40 minutes ago. Well, not 40 minutes. Okay. Well, we've been recording for an hour and a half. So 40 minutes before we started recording. Okay. So, and that's okay. that. Uh, I, I started re-watching gameplay footage of um, Assassin's Creed. Okay. Just because just cause we talked about it and I wanted to... I, it's one of those things, like, it's been so long since I played the game that I kind of forgot what the game looked like and felt like. And I'm mm-hmm. not going to go buy it again because I don't, I don't even own that console anymore. So I just I looked up like it's, a it's let's play of it, like every, like every other game, but okay. <laughs> so I looked up like a let's play of it. Right. Okay. A. I I remember that it it I really it really sucks when you go back and you look at like a game that you loved and then you're like oh yeah no that looks like shit now fuck, fuck me that looks like shit. It was only made in 2011. Does it really look like shit? It looks it looks pretty. It, it it's one of those things that like. I don't know how often you play new video games, but, like, Doom came out last year, and I got to play that. And, mm-hmm. yeah, this game does not look good, man, and it sucks. It still looks, like, good, but it doesn't look like... Whoa. That good. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't look like, ne- like Neo seeing the Matrix. Whoa. Mm-hmm. I, um... I don't play new video games. I weirdly... I am so uninterested in new video games. All I want to do right now, now that I have moved away out into the desert, is I want to buy a PS4 and just buy all the old video games I used to play. And just have those. I, and this is going to sound like heresy. I said PS4 and I meant PS2. If if you want access to good, like, PlayStation 1 ports, like like old PlayStation 1 games... Mm-hmm. I would recommend getting your hands on like a PlayStation Vita just cuz you can really? buy them. Yeah, cuz you can buy like a ton a ton of old PlayStation 1 games on the PlayStation Vita. And not only are they good ports, 
They let you like customize the controls a little bit and it's portable. So you're not like trapped. And the PS Vita screen isn't that small. Like PS, I have one. I own a PS Vita. It's in my house. Mm-hmm. And it the, the screen is pretty fucking dank. So I would, if you want to like have a good PS1 machine, a PS Vita is a great place to start. That's not a bad idea. But I, um, I mostly played PS2 games, so I don't think this can be that useful. I was going to say, if, if you want to, if you want your hand at playing PlayStation 2 games, you're better off going out and finding a PlayStation 2 to buy and buying old PlayStation 2 games. Yeah. Because PlayStation 2 emulation apparently is a bitch. Yeah, and like expensive and stupid and yeah, I'm not into it. Um, I think I've said this before, but my favorite final fantasy game was final fantasy 12 yeah which is everybody else's like fifth favorite <laughs> but at one point i played final fantasy 10 which is up there on a lot of people's lists and that game is bullshit it, it but, the story in that game makes no goddamn sense that game the makes me so mad the main character came from a dream a shared dream from all the other characters and also so did his dad and there's a giant demon that they need to kill but every time they kill the demon somebody else becomes the demon but also right now the demon's a dream guy right and there's this weird part about like the dream falling apart and weird shit like that so how does that even work and it is so wacky so also, there's one dude who's been dead the whole time, and he's just walking around being the strongest character in your in your party. <sighs> so so listen, Final Fantasy X is bullshit. I agree with you. Thinking about how that game works makes me so mad. I think I said this before. Final Fantasy XII is literally it's just Star Wars, but like it's just fantasy Star Wars, and it's great. It's just Star. It's just Star Wars. Everybody will... likes Star Wars. <laughs> I will tell you this, Tony. If you want to get even angrier at Final Fantasy X, there is a sequel, Final Fantasy X 2, mm-hmm. and it is ridiculously bullshit, more bullshit, but that's not the tip of the iceberg. The tip of the iceberg is a novelization third part. No. That's about the 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 fake dad, the make-believe dad. Oh, no. And I haven't read it. I refuse. I refuse to read it, but holy shit, that the what I've read from that book, like on excerpts on like the internet from people who were reading it, that book is nonsense. That is, wow. Okay. Ugh. Novelization. Yep. The novelization. Yep. Novelizations are always bad. Is there a good novelization of anything? The... Like, I love novels. Novels are good. In this... I just did this really weird thing where I picked up a book that was sitting next to me and held it in front of my face like you could see it. Like, <laughs> I was demonstrating to you what a novel is. I know. I, I'm aware of novels and their existence. Okay. It's um... called Summer Long. It's a Peter S. Beagle book. I did not know he was still writing, but this came out last year. Oh, damn. I think he's got dementia. Did you hear that the, the guy who wrote, um... The polar fucking... What's the book series about the demons and the bears wearing armor? Golden I, Compass. The, okay, I was going to say the Polar Express, and I was like, that's not right. That's something else. That ain't it. Nope. That guy, apparently he's coming out with, like, more Golden Compass books, or his Dark Material books. 
Oh. What? Yes. Yeah. I thought it was like a trilogy and that was it. Uh, no, there was, but he, he like, the rumor mill is that, like, he's going to be releasing more books in the same universe, which is kind of cool, I guess. Huh. I mean, good, good for him, I guess. I, I read The Golden Compass, and I had known about this guy's... He, like, set out to be the anti-C.S. Lewis. Yeah. Or, like, the C.S. Lewis and, for atheism. Yeah, like, the C.S. Lewis for atheism. Well, like... The idea was that, like this whole book we're gonna be like, hey, there's no God, and like that's like uh, it seems bleak to make a fantasy world about the fact that there's no God. You can have a fantasy world where there's no God, but to make it about that seemed bleak, even when I was going in. I and then when it became clear that the story was going to be about this girl who was basically going to, like, doom everything because every single person betrayed her except the polar bear, I was done. I was super done with this book. I I remember reading the first chapter of that book and not enjoying it just because I found it to be boring. Yeah. Yeah, I found it to be boring. And, sorry, I'm getting really tired. Uh, A and B, it's like... That's okay. That's and... okay. It's just that we're gonna cut out that pause. And it was like a five-second pause. It was a really long pause, and I'm not gonna lie, a good part of that was the fact that when I said, uh, I could actually see my breath, like, frosting in the air before me. So I think we're gonna have okay. to cut this short. Alright, let's... <laughs> Why don't you finish your thought, and then we'll wrap. Well, what I want to finish off with is, I do want to talk to you someday about this wonderful video game series I played called um, Shin Megami Tensei, which is a, an entire game series about accidentally killing God and what that means. Damn. Yeah. So, okay. So look forward to that, that listeners. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening to. Are, are, are we just? Are we just gonna go into it? Yeah, let's I, just do I this. Was let's just go into it. Let's quickly As wrap soon this up. Started talking about seeing your breath. I was like, we should get Andy inside. <laughs> um. Thank you for listening to Direct Video uh, VHS. VHS DVD extras. Um, I have been your host Tony Robusto, and I have been your host Andy. Oh my God, my feet—they're so cold. Reyes, he's fine. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Theaterbats. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just listening to your panicked voice. Uh <laughs> Like, I'm not dying, dying. I'm not, it's not actually that cold. It's just, it's happening. Um, you can find me at royalty underscore Valens. The underscore is important. Uh, you can also find all of our stuff at direct2.video. Definitely check us out. If you listen to us on Google Play or iTunes, you should totally give us that sweet, sweet five-star rating. Yeah. Also, I just, uh, I, I was real proud of myself because last time... Last week after I posted the last podcast, I linked Lee Rosevere, which I hadn't done yet, in in our links section. Nice. Which seems like the only thing to do. So, if you guys ever think, wow, that, that uh, Penguins on Parade song sounds really fucking good, then you just go to Direct-to-Video and click that link, and you'll go right to his, uh, his, his library with all his free stuff. He's a, he's definitely got a lot of like cool bits that you can use if you're ever deciding to start up your own podcast like we did. Yeah. 
and it's great and it's a lot of fun and uh i think i said thank you for days Yes, yeah. okay, so uh, I just uh, I am the ghost of John Smith. Oh, Andy is the ghost of Andy. Yes, uh, he is oh, dead now. I'm dead. It happened, guys. Oh fuck! How am I gonna stop the recording if I'm dead? How are you gonna send me the recording? Okay, if I have to go down to New Mexico just because you died, I am. Gonna- I was going to say, we need to get you inside before you die in your car. I am checking the temperature right now, and holy shit, it has has dropped from, like, 43 degrees to it's 34, and it's almost freezing. So...